The Skeptic Wire team needs to make one small disclaimer about the episode you are about to hear. Due to a variety of circumstances, we pre-recorded this episode. Since we recorded this episode before December 15, 2011, we do not mention the death of Christopher Hitchens. We here at the Skeptic Wire cannot even begin to address the profound impact he had on each one of us. We were fortunate enough to be at the Texas Freethought Convention this year when Hitch made one of his last public appearances. His talk was amazing, touching, and to many it was a call to arms. While we may never be able to fill the void left by Hitch, the Skeptic Wire team, like many others, promises to carry on fighting the good fight as Hitch would have wanted. Thank you, Hitch, for all that you did, and we raise our glasses to honor you once more. Cheers. All right, so before we start this evening, um, uh, most podcasts that have been doing anything for more than a couple of weeks, generally they're Christmas and New Year's uh podcasts of that week are filled with joy and happiness and lightness and they go back through the year and they put the best of and the funniest things and the things that didn't make it we're not gonna do that this year no not us no we're gonna talk about santa claus and the war on christmas and evil and bad things so um if you want your nice fluffy podcast Go somewhere, um, else. go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Go fucking somewhere else. Because we're gonna, we're gonna hit it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hey, 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 hey! Jingle bell guy. Jingle bell. What? What? What I do? Uh, no, no jingle bells. But it, it's the Xmas episode. It's the Xmas episode, but we don't do jingle bells on this podcast. We don't. No, we don't. But but you handed me jingle bells. No, you took the jingle bells. I was throwing them away. Oh. So, um, uh, move s- along. So I should just stand here in the corner or something? Mm, might want to leave. I, I could play the wood block? No. Oh. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. week of December 21st. This is the Skeptic Wire, and this is episode 37, extra special War on Christmas episode. Ding, 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 ding. Ho, ho, ho. Bang. Hi, I'm Donna Swafford. Actually, and you know what? It's still a Wednesday before. I'm Donna Swafford, and my <laughs> co-hosts today are Gary Lawn. Scrooge Lawn. Taking taking the magic out of recording podcasts. Oh, look at that! Look at the anger in Greg's face. <laughs> and Greg uh, Prime. He's gonna shit in keep my stocking. Keep the Saturn in Saturnalia. <laughs> I will, I'd rather keep the Newton and Newtonmas. I've heard Fig that about Newtonmas. you. They have a yes. pill about the pill to help that now. So, like I said, this is the War on Christmas episode. So we expect. A- a lot of comments about this one. <laughs> Hopefully we can finally get some hate mail. War on Christmas? What war on Christmas? There's no war on Christmas except waged by the Christians. <laughs> so. It seems like some Christians are actually picking fights nowadays. They yeah. are. Yeah. 
Because it yeah. appeared that the, um, what was that guy's name? Duffy? PJ He's the Duffy. Vice President of Communications for the Family Research Council? Correct? Family Research. JP a- Duffy, not PJ. Sorry, JP. JP Duffy? Doesn't that sound like a, a Simpsons character? It sounds like a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did this Duffy do do? He witnessed. He witnessed. Yes, he witnessed lordy, lordy. An, an altercation at a United States postal office in Silver Springs, Maryland, which yes. is right by my sister. No, oh. so she may have been there. Silver Springs. That's that's where my brother lives. Silver Springs, Silver Springs. We're kicking your ass out of our post office. It might just be Silver Spring, but I'm ring a ding. Hear them sing three lines and. They're kicked out in the cold, fuckers. <laughs> Apparently, three carolers dressed up very like screwed. No, no, sorry, sorry. Victorian. Car- like di- no, Vic- Dickens. Like Dickens characters. Very Dickens. Dickinson. Dick- Dickensian. Dickens. They were they were dressed like dicks. Okay. <laughs> Came in. Called this very short people. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first Christmas gift, folks. <laughs> well, they came in, they started singing, and the post office manager they asked got them to leave. Three lines, and according to P.J. Duffy, a very Scrooge-like man came running out, rushing out, waving his cane, saying, "Kids, get off my lawn!" Yes, indeed. It's um, very sad. So, so the 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 post office manager came out and said. You know, you can't be here in the lobby. Please go outside. Yep. Not on my lawn, he said. Basically. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. So he kicks them out. And, of course, this guy was a witness to it. I I personally have my doubts about witness as much as I have about planner. <laughs> Instigator. <laughs> Indeed. Um. Oh, but he is a Silver Spring resident, JPW is. So, in this, this is a quote from Mr. Duffy. We need to take a stand and say, you know what? We're not going to lose our Christmas traditions and free speech rights. We don't have to cower in fear because of what a government official tells us. Yep. Really? Is that what that says? Because I have another quote that says, we don't have to cower in fear because of what a government official will tell us. Uh, I skipped the well. Oh, I see. Sorry. I see. You're misquoting. On the other hand, I shall cast aspersions on this dumbass. The federal government officially <laughs> recognizes Christmas as a holiday, and to the and to say the post office can say you can take your Christmas holiday out in the cold to me is an outrage. It's a slap in the face. Even for those who don't celebrate Christmas, allow them to come in and sing a couple of carols that have to do with their holiday. It's not an imposition. But it kind of is. Around I'm, this time of year, post office lobbies are damn crowded because everybody's trying to send that last minute package. My big thing is, just from a litigious point of view, what if one of these guys fell? At that point, the post office, well, is going to be screwed and having to pay more money that they apparently don't have. Well, that's kind of what they they want to get rid of the post offices anyway, because of all the filth they pass in, like you know, junk mail and porn. <laughs> okay, that's a little <laughs> odd that we both went there, but <laughs> um, okay. Uh, glad you guys are getting your porn through the U.S. Post Service, so I get my junk mail. Some people ah. get their magazines still. 
Old people. Old, old people. <laughs> old people and skeptic wire podcasters, apparently. Hey, hey. It's art. I get all my porn on the internet. All my tons and tons of... Oh, I've said too much. I, that's right. I get it like God intended. For free. <laughs> <laughs> Just took us a while to build the technology. So, yes, uh, so uh, JP Duffy also says, over the last several years, we have watched militant secularists, militant secularists team up with federal bureaucrats in the effort to sterilize the public square of anything remotely connected to anything religious. No, that's not quite right. It, it doesn't even sound like the post office guy was making any kind of First Amendment, like church-state separation argument. It was well, just, according, according, the lobby's full, please go outside. No, apparently it's sort of like a, you know, he's like, you know, you guys can't do that in here. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and despite the fact that they have, in fact, um, let me rephrase it, despite that they have, in fact, done that in previous years, according to... According to Duffy? Well, let's do a Google search of a post office caroling during... Okay, there's a YouTube video of people post uh, caroling in the post office. Let's see. Third graders caroling at Norcross, Georgia post office. Ooh. Okay, that's great. Um, not very crowded post office. Um, second of all, it's not that particular post office, so... Um, he has no proof. Maybe in those other situations, the the kids or the school had said, hey, can we do this and ask permission first? That would be a good thing. And I bet they have because to get uh, 30 third graders anywhere, you kind of have to make sure that you know you're, where you're going. Right. Yeah. On and the other the hand, venue... it would be a fantastic video if you were videotaping it and you just drag these 36 kids in. Oh, sorry. I know I said 30, but for some reason, 36 works better. 36 <laughs> kids in and videotape them. I'm seeing them. it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm seeing it. Right. <laughs> and so you get, you get like two cameras. Oh, we're going to sing our carols, kids. <laughs> get the hell out of here. You're not allowed to sing your carols in here. Wah! Oh, look at the Scrooge, the U.S. Post Office, the government coming down against Christmas. Gary's been into the eggnog again, folks. I had a beer. <laughs> so, yeah, angry. like I said, so, so we- beyond making a stink and writing. Press releases. What is this guy tr- threatening to sue anybody? Or no, he's just no. drawing attention to the fact that the war on oh, Christmas Christ- is 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 well on its way, and he's getting his Santa tank ready. Right, and to me, sorry, his Jesus it, tank ready. His is that Santa go with the Jesus, Jesus lean? Yeah, huh? Does that oh. go with the Jesus? <laughs> it didn't snap. No, don't, 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 get, don't, don't. Do the Jesus lean and snap. It's like the Christian side hug. You are evil, evil people. <laughs> yes, we are, and we enjoy it, and you love us anyways. By the way, that's from last week's episode. That was recorded on a different night, a right, Gary? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. You realize I have to cleanse my palate from these things by drinking heavily, right? And I haven't had that opportunity. Oh, I mean, I've had all week. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> I think that we've all determined that this, what J.P. Duffy is pretty I much I think it sounds like a instigator. setup to me. Because the other thing is, almost every single article that you read... Comes you, from Fox News? Is, that, is a little blurb from Fox News, and then the... Um, 
the these short link over to uh, Duffy's page. So every year, the American Family Association puts out its naughty or nice list. Personally, for me, it's a really good clue to go to the naughty side, and that's the companies that I want to actually, you know, support and purchase. Um, and they define this as um, nice companies use the term Christmas on a regular basis. Um, they also have companies that use the term infrequently. And then they have this company may use Christmas sparingly or in single or unique product description, but not as a company, you know, it doesn't recognize Christmas. As in uh, companies against Christmas. Yeah, I love that. You're either for us or against us. Yep. If you don't say Merry you... Christmas, then you're a Guinness. You're against Christmas. Not Th- necessarily. I that's what you were drinking. No. Guinness? Actually, no. I have a Guinness. I'll drink that next. Okay. So, <laughs> some of the companies that are for Christmas. Amazon.com. Oh, what's wait, the... wait, wait. What's number one? The AFA online store. <laughs> well, give them credit. It is an alphabetical list. Ace Hardware. <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, Costco, Kroger's, Lowe's, which we will discuss we'll Lowe's talk later. With CVS yeah. Pharmacy, Costco, Dick's H-E-B. Sporting Goods. Who? Dick's, Dick's. Sporting Goods. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, okay. Sorry. So they they, they have this in the, in a, in a weird uh, way where it says Dick's Sporting, and the next line is Goods. Goods. Yeah. <laughs> learn to indent, people. If you're going to fight a war, learn to indent. Right. And, so they and, have a- and use and use your your um, what's the thing called in Word where you make a you make a uh, bullet points. No. <laughs> Are you insane? Screw you! <laughs> bullet points would look beautiful on this. Chart. When you make it like a little chart and you 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 you, you embed an Excel file, so you make like the little a, yeah, two okay a spreadsheet. No. <laughs> So, and some of their marginal companies are 1-800-Flowers, Cooking.com, Safeways, Starbucks, and Whole Foods. And here we go, the stores that I will be frequently shopping, companies that are against Christmas, Banana Republic, Barnes & Noble, Foot Locker, Gap, L.L. Bean, Limited Brands, is that L.L. Bean Limited Brands? Damn it, indent people. Maurice. Yes, use your table properly. <laughs> Office Depot, Old Navy, Radio Shack, Staples, Super Value. And, and the most Vic- important one on the list that Vic- is pretty obvious that they would say this is a bad company is. Victoria's Secret. Where- they, don't, they don't say Christmas? No, they have holiday angels, though. Why aren't they saying Christ's Mass, anyway? It's a war on Christ's mass. Because they're not Catholic. They and don't yet? celebrate mass. Which is a weird word, kind of celebrate mass. Yay! Yeah, we're going to mass. Which even just pro- Which Protestant. is weird, because that's exactly what they're trying to do with the Higgs boson. Wow. I have no response to that. <laughs> wow. Let's go to let's go to mass. We're going to the LHC, kids, <laughs> to celebrate that they found the mass and the, his boson. All right, but you know, I mean, here's the thing. So a company says, "Happy fucking holidays." Really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Would that be 
Four. Oh wait, well, see that'd be against that's Christmas. Be, that'd now, be Victoria's Merry Secret. fucking Christmas. Would that be for or no, against they, Christmas? The interesting <laughs> thing is, if AdamandEve.com used Happy fucking Christmas, <laughs> would they be on the good list or the bad list? Because they're a porn website. Well, not a porn website, but you know, they don't marital, marital, marital AIDS. <laughs> No, no, they don't talk about marital aids anywhere on that site. It's fuck toys. toys. Oh, really? It's fuck toys. Uh, the 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 best thing they're is, novel- see if I knew that, I would have gone. No, they're not right. novelties. They're, yes, they are. In the state of in, Texas, in, they, are Texas they are novelties. But items. they're not in the state of Texas. They're an online store. They've got cock rings. They got masturbators. They got dildos and vibrators. And we should ask them to be a sponsor. Um. <laughs> So do you know these from the magazines that you get or from the online stuff that you've been downloading for the last three days? (laughs) I have bought a few things from adamandeve.com over the years, so I get emails of all the various... Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the list of the things that he ordered. So you know what he doesn't need for Christmas. Anything else is fine. <laughs> what do you get for the guy who already has everything? Apparently nothing. He didn't say crotchless panties. <laughs> edible crotchless panties. They have to be edible. They have laundry. They have sex furniture. They have <laughs> anal toys. They have vaginal toys. They have nipple clamps. They have handcuffs. <laughs> And that's the list of the things he'd like. <laughs> you can't win so, here. So, Skeptic Wire listeners. I'm not trying to win. Skeptic Wire listeners. I realize that we've just gone completely off the rails, so I might as well just go for it. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Let's try to get back onto the subject here. All right, we're still, we're still, okay. Well, we've definitely gone to the naughty list. <laughs> but the point is that the American Family Association is freaking out over language. Where, you know, if Victoria's Secret that sells, you know, scantily clad, you know, pictures of scantily clad women, they're selling sex. If they said Merry Christmas, would they be on the good list? Okay, hold on, hold on. I want to analyze something you just said there. Victoria's Secret, which sells lingerie, would they be wearing fucking burkas if they were trying to sell lingerie? They're going to be scantily clad. It goes with the territory. True, but they're... That's point. They're not. They're they're pushing the sexy aspect of it. Lingerie should not, be sexy. Exactly. So. <laughs> you and I may agree on that, but the American Family Association wants all their women is, with long skirts and long sleeve shirts. As we're talking about, like they're sleeping with their, their hair covered with the board. <laughs> yeah, and their hair covered in church. The whole, you know, a, a few steps below a burqa. So if if they don't like scantily clad women, which is just this shy of porn, which you can find on AdamandEve.com, <laughs> would they consider Victoria's Secret a good list uh, on the good list, even if they said Merry Christmas? You know what? Very, I would like to see this next year. I would love to see Victoria's Secret going Merry Christmas. Buy my push-up bra. You know what? We need to we need to tell them that they that we we need to get, we need to tell them that they all need to get on their good list. We need to get Adam and Eve to the to, 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 to write it. Yeah, yeah to, the whole all the porn shops, right? Yeah. Uh, all the all the porn sites saying Merry Christmas, and then writing into the AFA. Hey, are we on your good list? <laughs> <laughs> We're for Christmas. Christmas. In fact. Yeah. We've got the double team to prove it. <laughs> the double team? Well, 
That's a very specialized position. (laughs) We've got got the orgy. We've got the 12 guys. But really, I mean, it's freaking nomenclature that these people have got their panties in a twist over. That's what I just... I don't get it. And the thing is, they're not being against Christmas. They're being inclusive of everybody. Right. Yes, so but that doesn't but apply you, if you're not a, if right. you're not a straight and, and, white and male. The, the the people from AFA are the kind of people who are just they think December is their month, and it keeps getting pushed back. So even November and October are, well, are they, their they, month. They started but, this year before Thanksgiving. Yeah, they started before Halloween. Yeah. There what? were a couple of places that had Christmas decorations coming oh, out well, before. Okay, now, but you can't you can't blame Costco for that. <laughs> yes, I can. No, because because they're always one season ahead. But the point is, <laughs> the American the people like the American Family Association think that they own December, and they're the only people who are allowed to celebrate anything for any reason right. in December because they're the majority of Americans, and you can just get out if you don't like it. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know what? And that's another thing. I am so sick of that. I am so tired of hearing, well, if you don't like, you know, this Christian country and its Christian values and its Christian history, well, why don't you just go back to the Soviet Union? First off, Soviet Union ain't fucking around anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them now use secular Europe. Like, that's a horrible thing. But, you know, this whole argument over the language of whether or not, you know, you say Merry Christmas or it's Happy Holidays, you know, and been to some churches down in South Texas where, I mean, this was a huge argument. And people were literally like, I'm not going into a store unless it displays Merry Christmas. And I'm all like, dude, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's two words. Well, a a lot of these arguments also... In, in other contexts, talks about, you know, taking the Christ out of Christmas or... Jesus you know, is the reason for the season. Yeah, you, you've, oh. ru- you've ruined the holiday because you said happy holidays or whatever. Um, a, f- couple, a couple weeks ago, I found a blog on jennifermcgrill.com, and we can post a link on Facebook. Um Basically, you know, it starts off with a story about, oh, the cashier was very nice and friendly. They joke with the kids and they, you know, put everything in the bag very nicely and handed them a receipt. And then he said it. He said, happy holidays. He said it in front of my children. How dare he say such a thing to me? (laughs) But that was all sarcasm. Because um, this awesome. article re- literally was talking about from the Christian point of view of happy holidays is not a bad thing. The you know the only person who the, the she uh, has this bolded line towards the bottom of you know the first part of the, the the text about you're the only one who can take Christ out of Christmas if you're a Christian. If you know Chris you know Christ is very important to you. You go to church. Someone else not celebrating has no effect on you. It's not important to you. It doesn't shouldn't matter. The only right. you can ruin Christmas for yourself. Well, it's just like gay marriage. Right. It's yeah. the same thing. Oh, suddenly my my marriage is so it, it, horrible. Yeah, everybody else what? has to, you know, do what we do in the same way, you know, and anybody doing something different or not what I believe well, it's, is it, the end of the world. If you ain't Ferris, you're a Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the same bloody But idea. you you had something recently about 
and because I'm looking up at the big board now, under our, our language statement here, somebody's trying to take the gay out of Deck the Halls. Yes. <laughs> so this is again with the language, and it seems to be a fight the other way from um, there's a teacher in Travis, Traverse City, Michigan, Cherry Knowles Elementary School, who decided that um, the song Deck the Halls was, you know, she needed to censor it. She needed to change it. Because this 16th century song that I think was originally in Welsh or something. I believe that's correct. You know, talks Says, about Dawn, we, we now are gay, gay apparel. La, 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 la. Well, they could just say Dawn, we now are to K apparel. Apparently that's okay. <laughs> what they did was he or she, they don't mention, mention a name in this article, changed it to Dawn, we now are bright apparel. Because apparently saying the word gay is a horrible thing. And gay still means bright or showy or merry or happy, something like that. It's not just homosexual. It's one of the definitions, but it's back to this kind of argument over language that is just obsessing over something that's not that important. I mean, every kid giggles when they get to the Don We Now Are Gay apparel, it's just a giggle thing. Get on with it. Be an adult. You know, in the Bible, it Apparently says not. the cock crowed three times, and you don't say, well, we're going to change <laughs> the Bible and say it, the, the penis crowed three times. <laughs> you know. I wish they would, though. That would be funny. Now, one of the big things in the news lately has been all of the displays. You know, groups that are, or I should say governments that are, Putting on displays at Christmas time, all of this jazz, you know. The bonobos. <laughs> no, not displaying their sexual organs. No? no? No. No. Putting up nativity scenes, oh, all of that jazz. I see. I see what you're saying. Yes. And we, I'm looking here, we've got a whole list of stuff to Cause, talk about. Yeah, because this, this whole display thing comes up year after year after year, and there's some good stories, there's bad stories, and then there's ugly stories. I'm, you know what? I'm personally, I'm I'm loving the Mary with the, the pregnancy test. Yeah, there's... I, Although, you know what? I'm thinking, and um, Emily Deedle, who we met at Texas Free Thought, she had a great idea. You want to put up a nativity scene? Do the birth of Christ right. Crowning head, blood everywhere, people screaming. That's a nativity Little scene. Little baby that... cone-headed Jesus. <laughs> Should be all blue and you screaming its head off. Uh, there, there's a nativity scene that I, that I would go, way to go. <laughs> as long as it was accurate. As long yes. as it's on private land, I'm okay with it. There you go. This is the miracle of birth. I know that last week, <laughs> or the week before, or sometime recently, we talked about the skeleton Santa, because this is one that's come up quite a bit. Um, and I can't remember, was it Lou- Loudoun County put up a display, and this woman who is, I believe, an atheist, and her son is a Christian, put up a skeleton Santa, which has, was destroyed and put back up and then decapitated and is now not being Picked put over, back yeah. up. So, I, you guys got anything to add other than... Uh, I would if I could... Uh, I'm having problems. One moment. They put up this, this skeleton dressed in a Santa suit on a cross and it was supposed to be this message of that, you know, 
the the whole thing about faith and family is dead because it's a skeleton, and now it's all about commercialism, which is the Santa. From the Washington Post, I have this quote. To depict society's materialistic obsessions and addictions and how it is killing the peace, love, joy, and kindness that is supposed to be prevalent during the holiday season. That was the purpose behind it. So we've been saying skeleton Santa, but it's actually skeleton Santa on a cross. Yes. Yes. And it was put up by the Nova, N-O-V-A, atheists. As uh, not exactly. I thought it was. My understanding was that it was a private individual who was associated with the group. Okay. Not necessarily the atheist group, because apparently her son who helped her put it up identifies as a Christian. Okay. So There's there, been some... But, but this was an approved... You know, basically, I, I assume they won a lottery or something. Yeah. And they said, you know, we have ten displays, nine displays, whatever. Um, this, you know, whatever you're going to do, do it. You know, I'm under certain circumstances. They can't have a penis hanging out or something. <laughs> which you might see on AdamandEve.com. <laughs> it says, um, holidays displays here have grown eclectic over the recent years, representing atheism, Jediism, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, alongside traditional displays. Normally, they have 10 displays, which are on a first-come, first-served basis. And this year, actually, um, the Rotary Group's application to place a Christmas tree on the court grounds was denied because it basically came in 11th. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, it's this big message, kind of not really atheistic, not really Christian, but some kind of weird mixture of those two messages or something. And, I, I, I mean, one of the thing about these displays, whether you're doing it from the Christian point of view or the atheistic point of view, is sometimes it's really more of an asshole middle finger to anybody else who's on the other side. You've got the people who are on the Christian side who are like, we're going to put a nativity scene no matter what. We're going to have this big old cross and, you know, fuck you. You know, you, you know, you're just going to accept our religion. But sometimes you have these atheistic displays saying, you're an idiot for believing in Christmas. You know, it's a myth. You're a moron. Don't be stupid. I mean, they don't actually say those exact words, but it's, there's a lot of tone wars going on just in these displays. And that's something I worry about. Because that is not a war on Christmas, but it's a war between people say, that could escalate. That's true. And, I mean, there's, I mean, there is a lot to say for tone, but at some point, the atheist movement, we have to let some of our loudermouths speak up because, you know what, but, we can't always be nice. Well, no. there's a, it's, it's not necessarily a you know, accommodationist, white and fluffy kind of thing. It's more of, you know, you can say this this season that was originally a pagan holiday, education, you know, that you right, know, okay. it's not all about... <laughs> but thing they don't, without okay, Christians basic, don't see it like that. Right. That's not... But the the tone is respectful and, edu- you know, education with without being a skeleton on a cross. Now, whoever did this was meaning to shock people. Right. And according to the first person who tore it down, uh, Mary Tsarnecki, she was almost in tears after seeing it. And she thought she's a young grandmother. She doesn't say how old she is. 14. Um, 
And she thought about the children who might see it and be traumatized by a possibly crucified Santa. She was offended as a Christian at the use of the cross. Like a crucified Jesus is that less disturbing. It did disturbing. not seem funny, and the implied message of, quote, Christmas commercialized to death seemed insignificant to her. Right. So she parked her car, um, and then she says... She thought to herself, this is awful. Awful. Everybody knows this is awful. Is there any question it's inappropriate? And, she's, and she was deeply offended. It's a spiritual assault. Cross is a symbol that Christians and non-Christians recognize. Nobody has the right to put up such a thing. And she says oh. that, I don't think I vandalized. I wasn't malicious, and I didn't destroy anything. No. She did you vandalize, vandalize something. It. You yeah. did destroy something, and you were malicious about I'm it. I'm not excusing her behavior. Because she did a wrong thing and a not very Christian thing. Well, okay, depending and on I your like point of view, Christian. I, I mean, I'm looking at a picture right now from the Washington Post. This Santa doesn't look like he's that crucified. He looks like he's fucking hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, he's got one shoulder over it kind of casual <laughs> style. It's, it's, it's meant to shock people, and, you know, it should not have been torn down, but... Could you say something about the commercialization without trying to basically provoke this kind of response? It almost it's it's almost I mean it's it shouldn't have been done tearing this down, but it's almost begging for that so you can get more notoriety. You know what though? I, I, I take issue with the term provoke because by using that we're saying that this person no longer they were provoked into doing that. No, I'm not I'm not saying that they should have, but they're they're trying to poke in the stomach of but, Christians but they did. with the symbolism. And they that was the response. <laughs> they're trying to provoke anger. They're not trying to provoke vandalism. They're they're trying not well, okay, but if if you look at like art, art is supposed to. Art is supposed to bring out a response. Right. Uh, emotional, whatever, and that's exactly what this did. So it worked. It worked perfectly. One, we're talking about it. Granted, we're talking about it. Two, they're talking about it. When I say them, I mean the people who are the Christians and the people who thought it was offensive. That's the point, and it did its job perfectly. And the other side of that is, is that free speech does not include the right to not be offended. I I don't disagree with that. I'm saying if your point of view is to say you want people to think more about you know family and togetherness this Christmas and not worry so much about the commercialism, the the idea of just trying to poke someone in the eye with a display like this. But okay, no, no, you, I, you, you're using you're using the language of violence here. Poke someone in the eye metaphorically. They're yeah, ah. they're trying they're trying to get a. A, a, they're trying to get people angry. They're, no, they're, they're, they're not trying to convince someone. They're, they're trying to uh, provoke a reaction, which is what they did. And they're also pr trying to provoke thought and getting people to think about it, which is exactly what's happening. But, but that woman who tore it down is an example of it's not provoking thought in her. It's just provo provoking blind rage. Well, that's true. She didn't think about it yeah, at all. Yeah, and you know what? And in her and response, yet, she failed to take responsibility for her actions. Yes. Nobody made her tear that down. She made that choice. Yeah, she decided that everybody else would be offended by it, and nobody would have a problem with her doing it. She's a total asshole. <laughs> <coughs> so what did we learn from all this? Should I cue the music? We learned that you shouldn't be 
doing these Christmas displays on public property, and she's you just, know what? I, I think because they it just comes, get rid of all becomes of them. just a big yeah. argument, yeah. right? Because I mean, we have right now. I'm once again looking at the big board. We've got Pennsylvania bans atheist display. Rhode Island has gone batshit crazy over the fact that their governor proclaimed that he had a holiday tree because he's trying to be inclusive of everybody in his state. And, you know, once again, we're getting back into the war on Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Let's celebrate Christmas and all. God damn fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a family member who last, I think it was last year, um, basically sent out an email that said, you will not send me any messages that say Xmas. Oh, was basically, oh, the hell you say. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point you know, that, that I'm is, you know, sending him. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, very kind of... That is just horrible, you know, that... that you know that's disrespectful. You know what you do you is you, can't you, do you that. send them you send them a Merry Xmas card with like fifty dollars in it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember my response, but my response was it's Xmas. You know, it's just a word. You know, deal with it, get over it. But and it's know, not even really a word as much as it's a diminutive. It's everybody a, knows what they mean when you ab- see X. It's an abbreviation. That's all it is. Instead of having to write out Christ, you write Xmas because you know it's Christmas. I just, I. <sighs> it don't matter. Yeah, it really. <laughs> well, don't. why don't we change tax here and talk about Santa Claus? There's an interesting discussion over on blogs.babble.com, and there's a longer link, and I'll put it on the Facebook feed of um, kind of a back and forth between various bloggers on this site. On, on what what their position is on how they talk to their kids about Santa. Do they lie and just say perpetuate it until they're 15 and try to say, okay, fine, he doesn't exist. Spoiler alert. Or do they just, you know, say right off the bat, there is no Santa, you know, whatever, you know, whether they're believers in religion or not, you know, do they just say, no, it's it's a myth? Or do they let the kids figure it out and go on like that? So there's kind of this back and forth thing, and there are a couple of funny discussions, but the, the intro paragraph they have is, I'm one of those parents who believes it's pretty firmly that convincing one's children of the existence of Santa is an essential part of holiday parenting. The holidays, in my opinion, aren't just the holidays if your kids aren't wide-eyed with anticipation and excitement about Santa Claus coming to town. But not all parents feel that way. For some, propagating the Santa myth is just that. The intentional propagation of a possibly pernicious myth. For them, the Santa myth is an exercise in deliberate dishonesty, one that keeps kids buying into the lie that suits parents and the holiday industrial complex that serves to encourage dishonesty. What about you? Are you a Santa believer or a naysayer? Do you encourage your kids to believe in the jolly man in the red suit and his flying reindeer? Or do you see the story as a long con so, uh, and something best to be discouraged? And that's con. Catherine Connors, who kind of, quote, unquote, moderated the discussion. And you know, it goes back and forth. One of the people talking about this is uh, Samantha B from The Daily Show. And, you know, some of it is kind of bright and lighthearted and back and forth. But it's it's an interesting thing, whether you're on the religious side or you're a non-believer, of Santa's everywhere, whether, you know, it's not necessarily just a church thing. You know, what do you tell your kids about this story? 
And now, Gary and I don't have kids, but we can till still... We have nieces and nephews, however. Hypothetically talk about this. Yeah. Well, actually, last year, my daughter, who at the time was seven, she's eight now, she actually came to me Christmas Day and flat out asked. She's all like... And I really kind of use this as an opportunity for her to increase her reasoning and free thinking skills. She, mm-hmm. she, she came out and she goes, is Santa real? And I was like, well, what do you think? And she went, no. And I went, well, why? And she goes, because I got up last night and saw you and daddy wrapping presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the simple answer. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, I mean, so we had sat there and we had to talk about it. And she decided that it was because she has a little brother who's at the time was five, he's now six. And she was all like, well, I don't think I'm going to tell him. I think the reason that she didn't want to tell him was that she just wanted to be the only one in on the secret. Yeah. <laughs> there is something for a kid who's figured that out on his own, and they know what other kids in their class may not know, and you know they can hold something over on them. Kind of like the dogs are trying to do to each other right now. But, you know, that was the thing. Like, this was an opportunity for her to stretch her reasoning skills. Mind you, she didn't have to really stretch them that far. (laughs) So, in years before they asked this question, she asked this question. She never asked it before. We just always kind of... Yeah, it's only six years. But did you... The question is, kind of in this, did you encourage the Santa story? No, actually, Did you talk about Santa bringing you presents? Did you ever write from Santa? No. I, okay, here's the thing. I'm wrapping them Christmas Eve, okay? <laughs> They're lucky if it gets a name written in magic marker. <laughs> so, but are there are there gifts under the tree like weeks before? No. No. Because I'm I'm I know lazy. you are, but I mean some people send presents, you know, family members send presents for the kids. Right, they get stuck in the closet until uh, right. so everything, everything goes shows out up Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Okay. Just like Santa showed yeah. up. Yep. Only no mention of the. No, you know. we. That was the thing. We never really talked about Santa. You know, yeah, we read the, you know, the one story. Right. Twas the night before. Twas Christmas. the night before Christmas. You know, we've always read that, but that's kind of like really the extent of our Christmas. Ishness. Like we don't even really watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Okay, if that's how, <laughs> how sad my house is. That's what do you watch the Grinch? No. Good gracious! You don't, you don't, you don't watch like Frost of the Snowman, or no? Wow! Although my daughter, at the age of three, did look like Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably heard about Santa from other kids yeah. at school. What but, about relatives? I mean, did you no, have to talk to really. them? Not really. Relatives I mean, about. You know, don't worry about the Santa thing. We're right. Not- well, I mean, in our house, I mean, I'm atheist. My my father was Catholic. My mother was Jewish. You know, I've got fundamentalists. I've got, I've got one sister who bounces between pagan slash Catholicism slash whatever it is. This week, I don't know. I love her to death. You know, the big thing for us has always been, you know, Christmas Eve is absolutely adamantly family time. Right. There's no parties. I mean, we have our little tradition. We go out, we look at the lights, we come home, we have hot chocolate, you go to bed. <laughs> sure. Which and is- then I spend four hours wrapping presents because I work too much. <laughs> A lot of people, um, especially on the atheist blogosphere, whatever, 
will sometimes talk about Santa being a gateway drug to atheism. That if you're a Christian and you're saying Jesus this, Jesus that, and then Santa this, Santa that, and even Christians eventually say, no, there is no Santa, it's just a story, even though they were swearing up and down the the year before that there really was a Santa, and yes, he, you know, the hooves on the rooftop, the whole thing. You know, maybe your uncle Bob dressed up as Santa and right. came over, or you went to the, you know, went to the mall and they thought up this whole explanation of why there's a mall, a Santa in every single mall. You know what? That was always my question when I was a kid, and I never got it answered. Was because it, where I grew up, you always had the Salvation Army bell ringers were always dressed up as Santa, and it freaked me out the time that I saw an African American Santa. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? going on here somebody <laughs> explain this to me and my you know i mean my mother very you know very nicely very cool very calmly basically said it was one of the elves and everything else which you know even in sense. my head i was all like kind of like it's north i had that whole idea it's the north pole everybody's freaking white up there dead. <laughs> why do we suddenly have this you know, but to me, it's it really is kind of one of those first easy steps into reasoning. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm actually proud to see my daughter making evidence based opinions, evidence based decisions. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of evidence, you know. Right, but, yeah, gift- but I mean, there there wasn't a whole lot of indoctrination about it either. Right. What you're saying, so. It's not like you're writing from Santa. Oh, look at the amazing Santa. I mean, I was I was raised fairly liberal Christian, so when I stopped believing in Santa, it wasn't a big deal. And when I stopped believing in God and stopped wanting to go to church, it wasn't a big deal. I wonder how the stronger, more fundamentalist type families that aren't saying from the beginning that, no, Santa is Satan, that's just the, you know, the evil people trying to take you away from the Christ in Christmas... You know, the, those, the people more in the middle that are trying to be the good Catholics or whatever, how they deal with a, you know, a kid who's questioning Santa that might lead to other questions. I, well, I think it depends on, on their age. Because sometimes, cause I think I had this conversation with my brother a while ago, and, and his oldest one was kind of thinking that, you know, there's something fishy about the whole Santa thing. And they tried to string it along as much as possible. Right. That seems to be the worst thing you could do. Right. Well, it, I mean, it starts the critical thinking because, you know, at some point they go, oh, not real. Yeah. And I, I came to you with this question last year, yeah. and you bullface lied to me. You right. knew. If, if they remember. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing. They think, eh, they may not okay. have the memory from last year. Or at least, because I don't remember when when I forgot. I, yeah, I, I know I, that at some point I was really happy when Santa came. And then I know when we moved from Virginia to here, uh, when I was like seven. Seven seems about yeah, right Yeah, it seems the right age. And yeah. When it's like, oh... Yeah, I know where the parents keep the presents. <laughs> although, yeah. Anyway, uh, although I, I think I do remember them shopping like for my birthday um, at Toys R Us <laughs> and having me pick out what I wanted. Right. And then I remember mom said my my brother's going. Uh, 
Why why does he get to it may have been Christmas as I'm close to Christmas. It's like why does he get to pick out his gift? And I remember her saying, Oh, he's not gonna remember it in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like one of my earliest memories. <laughs> but you today to this day remember it and I remember because it was Legos, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Legos are cool. They are cool. I just I don't know, I remember just being in the you know, push thing. But, you know, it seems like the Santa thing can be a good tool for secular parents to let it kind of, you know, let the kids be kids and believe they want to believe the make-believe, but just kind of as soon as they ask a question like you did yeah. with their kids, it's just saying, okay, let's talk about this. Let's engage. Let, yeah. Let, well, let it be a teachable moment. Well, here's the thing moment. also, though, this, and this might actually give a little bit more insight into this. Our daughter is very, very shy. She mm-hmm. is tragically shy, almost. And just absolutely quiet and everything else. So, so she like would the, be mortified that we're talking about her on our podcast. Well, <laughs> after the whole Adam and Eve of, thing, we, we, we yeah, she would be more going to hear name. about this. What? We haven't mentioned her name. Right. Now, here's the thing. She is, like I said, I mean, horribly shy. And she has been this way since day one. The whole idea of the mall Santa freaked her out at a year old, at two, at three, at four, and at five. By that point, well, it is a little creepy bringing your child to go sit on a strange man's lap. You know, I mean, all of her pictures are. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait! What are you saying? That teaches girls. (laughs) And so. Wait, what does it teach girls to bring them to some place and have them sit on a strange man's lap? Well, boys too. Oh, that's Children. True. And I, I guess said, they don't get like $20 right. so, or anything. So that made You're been... the one who went to the weird sexy place. I sure did. I mean, it's bad enough kind of, you know, the boss at work dresses up as Santa Claus and makes suggestive comments to the women in the office of, I got a package for you, little girl. You know. <laughs> but yeah. But adults when and the, was the last time kids you were in the, the mall boss. Santa. <laughs> um, but that it was made... a story in this conversation from Babel.com oh, gotcha, that gotcha. someone mentioned that that's just a really creepy side of the Santa Claus thing. Of it, it allows people to be lecherous because they're hiding behind the whole Santa thing. Sure. Anyway. Okay. Now back to your child. That was part of probably (laughs) part of the impetus for us not really pushing the whole Santa thing because it really did freak her out. That and one Christmas when I was really broke in college, I was one of Santa's helpers at a mall (laughs) taking pictures. So it's it's kind of that right there. One of the worst (laughs) jobs. Ever. First off, that suit smells. <laughs> Second of all, you never want to light a match near Santa's breath. Third, wow. I swear, by five o'clock, his lap looks like Lake Me because of kids who are scared and beat themselves. It's horrible. Yay, Santa! So with a lot of kids, it's kind of like the the Mickey Mouse at Disneyland effect, where you think, oh, I'm bringing my kid to Disneyland, he'll have fun, he'll see the characters. But to a little kid, to quote Robin Williams, Mickey Mouse at Disneyland is a six-foot fucking rat. 
and it's just this scary thing. And then it's this weird guy at this mall. It's like, why are you bringing me to this right. smelly guy who's got an obviously fake beard? I don't even need to tug on it, like from the Christmas story or something. It's like, no, it's what the hell is this? Exactly. You know, because I mean, and I both our son and our daughter are very different because I to use the 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 Disney World metaphor analogy. We went to Disney World when they were little. She was like, I ain't touching anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. Mm-mm. Absolutely quiet. Our son, age two, was he I swear he was hitting on the princesses. He was all <laughs> smiling for her. Well, the the Ariel in the mermaid costume, some of those women that they get for that. Oh boy, Audi. <laughs> He was he was more of an old school Sleeping Beauty. Okay. He liked that whole nineteen forties long blonde hair look. So <laughs> Well, there's something so, to be back said to for Santa. <laughs> there's something to be said for a seashell bra, which I'm sure you could probably find on AdamandEve.com. <laughs> but I mean, you know, just the whole idea of we can use Santa as technically as a teaching tool and allowing kids to reason it out. You just I don't called think it's Santa tool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Just I'm sure you can find a Santa tool on. So, kids out there in Skeptic Wire Land, the podcast land, there is no Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, if your parents are letting you listen to this, after. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's just words. It's not going to hurt them. It may scar them for life. but Yes, but do you know how many kids can actually get on the internet and have some semblance of spelling? And go to adamandeve.com and see all the porny stuff, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to beat, keep beating this dead horse, which I'm sure you could probably find on adamandeve.com. <laughs> well, at least the horse suit, the double suit. Yes. Front and back. With special... Anyway, um, I won't go there. I believe that's called pony play. What kind of play is that? They had that on Vibrate, which you can find. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess this is it for the Skeptic Wire podcast for our Christmas episode. We will say goodbye, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. Saturnalia Day. Newtonmas... Uh, yeah, what whatever you celebrate, go celebrate it with your friends and family. Happy Dad! Happy Festivus! Festivus, yeah. And Please air out your grievances. Yeah. As as we talked about earlier, that uh, Bony you know, Day, Newtonus, that yeah, Isaac Newton was born on December twenty fifth. Um, also born on December twenty fifth, another skeptical figure, kind of Robert Ripley of Ripley's Believe It or Not. So long, folks. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. We will see you next week. Next week. Bye. Unless we add something else to the end of the episode. No. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. 
Hello. Let's try this a third time. Well, they say third time's the charm. Not and for us apparently skeptical in this people. It is, yeah. So, we are going to take a small break from our normal... Uh, Blithering idiocy. Indeed. I'm going to stop saying indeed. indeed. Let's try this again. We're going to take a small break from our normal idiocy. This is the fourth time we've tried this. <laughs> fourth time counts for all. We're going to play a song that Greg wrote. Yes, I did. And that uh, we brought into the studio and I filled out a little bit. Quite a bit. You're you're my producer now. I'm a producer. Yeah. So tell us about the tell tell the good people of Podcast Land <laughs> about, our, about our skeptic, skeptic wirers. Skeptic wirers. Yes. Anyway, um, it's it's a holiday song. So despite our argument in the beginning, it actually has jingle bells in it. I knew you sounded familiar. <laughs> well, you were you were yelling at me. I didn't want to bring it up. I, well, I had During to yell, show. yeah, to stop, you know. Okay. Anyway, um, the the main point of the story is about Santa Claus. It's about how, as far as I'm concerned, the Santa Claus story in and of itself is not a horrible thing for kids. That the idea of, well, it's a kind of a, a fun, happy story that I think nowadays kids don't, after a certain age, say between 5 and 10, before they really fully question is it real or not? It's like, well, it's like Harry Potter. It's like, you know, Transformers. It's like Jesus. It's an interesting story, but I don't fully invest in it. But it's kind of fun. So looking back on that later, it's a fun story. And it started the the skeptical toolbox in my brain starting to question things like, well, what's this whole deal with coming down the chimney? What if I have a small chimney stack? Or what if I have a house that or an apartment that doesn't have a fireplace? How the hell does Santa get in? And you start making those questions when you're of a certain age. I, I, I see the Santa Claus myth as a positive thing, looking back later. So the, story, the the song is really about, hey, thanks, Santa, this was kind of fun, and you actually started me questioning things about the world, so thank you, Santa, for making me the skeptic that I am. Huh. And then there's the, the turn of the, the song at the end, um, which is basically saying, hey, thanks, Mom and Dad, because... You know, there's no, I know there's no Santa, so it's really my parents that I thank for allowing me to have the questions and not, you know, stifling me in the world of, well, you gotta believe this or else, even when it comes to Santa or maybe other things I may have questioned. That's, that's the, the basic idea. Alright, well, we'll listen to it now. Cool, thanks. Let me press play on the tape recorder. Not, not play and record? Nope, just no, play. Okay. Nothing's armed. Santa For the presents and the toys A wonderful story To comfort this boy Thank you Santa For the memories good But a man goes beyond The tales of childhood Thank you, Santa, for having... 
list Of my good deeds And those to desist Thank you, Santa You herald the truth That what makes a man Are the lessons of youth a song that I know Gary recorded this a little while ago, not recently, but yeah, um, it's another holiday song. It is. It's, a, it's called Seasonal Party. So it, it could it could possibly be played anytime, but uh, at the end of the song, I list all of, uh, not all of the holidays, but a good many of the holidays that fall around December December-ish. 25th. Yeah. yeah. You know, Bodhi Day... Uh, winter solstice, Hanukkah, uh, Hogwarts night, Festivus. I, you know what? I actually don't uh, list Festivus. Saturnalia. Nope. Oh, I have to think of what's in there. But you know, just kind of showing that Christmas isn't the only one. And the reason I wrote it is because with the band I was playing with at the time was going to, we were going to be playing 
at the Christmas party. And they, the lady who was having us come in said that she couldn't call it a Christmas party. She had to call it a seasonal party. Right. And so that was like a week, maybe two weeks before we were supposed to play. And I thought, I'm going to write a song. Called Seasonal Party. Called Seasonal Party, and we're going to play it. And so the, the original one was sort of 6-8 and real slow and kind of have, you know, kind of almost maudlin. Uh, <laughs> and when I recorded it for the CD that I have called Entanglemental under Balsa Razors, you can get that CD, baby. I decided that I would make it a party rather than have it, you know. Yeah, because you know, it's called Seasonal Party. It's a fun song. Right. And the, the other reason I decided to make it a party is because uh, – <laughs> One of my earlier, very early clients uh, has a song where he kind of said, yeah, 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 but almost as enthusiastic as what I just did there, only not <laughs> quite as enthusiastic. And so I I decided that I needed to throw that in there and throw that you could, in fact, do it excitedly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple of different reasons for me. Yeah, it's called Seasonal Party, and so enjoy. CDBaby.com. Not AdamandEve.com, but CDBaby.com. Yeah, precisely. I'd like to thank you for coming to my seasonal party. It's a special time for some of my friends for various reasons. So eat some fast, some pull the wine and bottomless goblets. Many maintain belief in omnibenevolent, omniscient, omnipotent, being done high. It's all good. Oh, as it should. For every day is a miracle of unmatched importance. And every friend is a gift that keeps giving through the years And I know that's sentimental, sentimental. I know that's not in, not in style This is the time to shake your shake hand your and share hand. your smile like to thank you for coming to my seasonal gathering It condenses cheer from throughout the year and celebrates change Let's drink, let's toast, let's raise our voice so all can hear Let's sing some songs and sing along and bring in a fresh new year Sentimental. I know that's not in style. This is the time to shake your hand and share your smile. Holiday Seasons Greetings to all 
Greetings to all. Greetings to all. Greetings to all.